Did they sign Tom Brady and nobody told me? Did they? What happened? By the way, that ball was caught. Just, yeah. just pointing <laughs> it right. out there. Greetings and salutations, you sports people. Welcome to episode 19 of Ref the District, your DC sportscast, where we talk about all the DC sports, but namely your Washington football team. I'm Nathan Perry, and he is the stoner. Good morning. Good. How are you doing this fine morning? Good morning. What's happening there in, in your world? Everything good? Everything's great. You know, I was just going through this checklist that we tweeted out there, and you know, I got I got my uh, my Clinton Portis is on, right? And you can see that. I'm sorry. Could you tell me whose jersey that is, Stoner? RG three, baby. RG three. <laughs> now, didn't you tell me? Yes. I think this might have been all the way back on episode two that if we ever brought up RG three, you were just going to walk out the uh, walk out the studio. You were going to be done. Uh, you're going to have to go back and watch and see if that's true, because I don't remember saying it. You have no proof right now. I need receipts. I need receipts if you're going to accuse All right. me of something We'll have like to that. see if we can't get that, that clip up there. I actually, I do have, uh, you know, I, that was a very special season for Washington it was. fans. I have, I have uh, an RG3 jersey. I wore it while I was deployed, because I was deployed in Afghanistan during, uh, during that season. And uh, so... I don't fault anyone for having it. I always waver, though, on wearing it. Like, is it ever a good idea to wear it? Apparently it is. Stoner well, thinks it's a great well, idea. Well, it's fine because he's still part of the history. Now, we're not going to talk about him going forward, right? We're not going to talk about the bad things that happened. But 2012 was magic. I thought he was the savior of the franchise. And so he was going to be my favorite player in history. And as it turns out, he just... Makes me mad every time I think of him, but I still got his jersey. (laughs) Listen, I only have three choices. Uh, I think about this almost every Sunday morning when we're getting ready to do our show that I need new swag, right? I need new gear because I look going to the closet, and for Washington football team, I have Mark Brunel, and that's not even a that's not even a nice. Yes, right. That's amazing. And I've got this RG three, which is actually a really nice jersey that my wife got me. And then I have a Sean Taylor jersey, which I love, but a friend of mine got it in oh, Korea, right? Because oh, so it's not Korean even the right special. color burgundy. Yeah. It's it so just doesn't. This look is good. also a Korea Korea special. Oh when my! I was, uh, when maybe I was I'll out wear there. it next week and show you. But the color is just brutal. But it, it's really nice. It's stitching and everything. It's great. It's about three times too big. It's a huge jersey, but. Uh, so yeah, so I just went, uh, decided to rock the RG three today. That's good. Yeah. We need it. We need to get you new swag. I know I need it. Cause I, I, most of my stuff is still from before the name change. So I'm slowly oh, integrating yeah. in the Washington football team, you know, new swag and some of it's just not good. Right. Though, right. right. Like some of it's just like, and, and it's, I don't blame it really on, on like not having the name and I don't blame it on the team itself. It's just, I think it's just the generic NFL thing where somebody's just like they're color swapping out, and some of them, you know, some of the teams look good, and some of the teams you're just like, I would never buy that. And a lot of the Washington football team stuff, I'm just like, yeah, I would never buy that. Yeah, just just wait because if you buy stuff now, then then that's going to be obsolete in a year or two. So just wait for the new T 
team name and team designs and all then get you some new swag so but that's what i like about this interim name i mean i hope that is an interim name but when if it just says washington on it yeah like, i don't think they're changing the fact that it's washington so the gear i think will hold do you hold up do you like nicely. the the scheme that they're using right now as far as like the helmet with just the block uh gold letters on the burgundy helmet do you like that i like the burgundy I'm not sold on the numbers. Oh. I think that it's fine right now. I, I I will tell you this: like the first game that I watched, you know, the first game of the season with Washington football team, right? And it was just the coin thing, and they would do this flip during the broadcast. Yeah. I was just like, actually, that looks darn sharp. <laughs> that that right. looks pretty good. So I was just like, I was kind of Washington football team. I was like, man, I really wish they would have just jumped to another name. Mm. But that looked sharp. Again, not a fan of just keeping a Washington football team. We're we're team DCFC yeah, here DCFC. on Ref the District. But I think no matter what they do, I would hope that they would keep. I like the the block, just the numbers. Yeah. I like that. They're, there's no way they're going to do that. But I do like uh, how they uh, how they use that in the past this past year and uh, this coming up years for sure. So we got the uh, Declassified gang tuned in. We also got Jazzy on this morning for our, our live stream. We do stream live every Sunday at 10 a.m. on our YouTube channel, Ref the District. You might also be listening to us on your favorite podcast because we are out there on Apple, Spotify, and now Google. So we're on the big three. Yeah. If we're not on your favorite podcast one, send us a message and we'll see what what, what we can do to get onto that podcast, uh, you know, groupy thing that you would like to listen to. But those big three are covered. So we're happy to be out there for you. This is episode 19. We've got a great show for you here. We're going to go through the warm up in just a moment. For the game, we're going to be talking about Chase Young's absence and OTAs in general. And then in the post game, we'll be going with the, you know, post mortem for our Washington Wizards as they bowed out of the playoffs. But first, let's get to this warm-up here. So we did have a rough, another rough week for the Nationals. They did win, but then they let, you know, Bryce Harper come back and actually, you know, score a run. And that's never a good thing, right? That's not I, – I, I was telling Stoner, I really just dislike Philadelphia. Like, I just don't like – like, the town's great. The city's good. Love going there, getting a cheesesteak and all that good stuff. But the teams just can't stand them. I'm sorry to to our, our K. Lou who who follows our channel as well. He's a big Philly guy, um, but just can't can't stand them. Yeah, I, I can't stand them either. The, if you remember back when they had Veterans Stadium, they were the only stadium in all of sports that had a jail right inside the stadium, so that they could process all the drunkards and the the guys doing stupid stuff. So throwing we, snowballs at Santa, yeah, and, all that batteries and at people, and and so they're unruly fans, and and nobody likes them except unless you're from Philly. I don't even know if Philly fans like yeah, themselves. Right, that, should, that, that's debatable. <laughs> that's debatable. Yeah. So the Nationals are still playing against the Philadelphias. Uh, we got the Philadelphia uh, Phillies, that is, and then we got the Mystics. Lost last night. They dropped to two and five. Yeah. Not a great start to the season for for the Mystics. They they tried battling back. Ended up losing ninety six to ninety three. Are they going to right the ship eventually, or is this going to be a lost season? No, I, I think there's they're still a good ball club. Let's not forget they just won the title two seasons ago, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to be fine. Uh, they're still waiting for Elena Deladon to come back. They're scoring a lot better now. 
and uh, I expect them. I expect them to get out of this. This is not one of the, this is not a lost season. No, they're too talented. They'll be fine. Le's in our chat right now promoting the Orioles, and and I cannot have that, sir. Yeah, cannot I was going to say that the Nats can't <laughs> hit. The Nats are terrible right now. They're pitching okay, but you know what? They're not the O's. So take that, Ellie. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting there. You're like, it's not a lost season for the Mystics, uh, but then you're you're really down on the Nationals, and both of them won the the title not that long ago. So it's interesting because you're well, you're you're almost at the point where you're selling off players for the Nationals. Oh, they're absolutely gonna they're gonna sell a, a bunch of players, especially bullpen guys, and maybe Max. I don't know. I don't want that to happen, but they might end up trading him out. But but you look at their lineup. And they're obviously not hitting well. Trey's Trey's doing what Trey does, right? He's doing it, but he's not getting any help. And even Soto is having a bit of a down year for him. Any anybody else, you look at Soto's numbers, oh, this guy's pretty good. But for Soto, <laughs> it's a little bit down. The best hitter in baseball. But that's right? it. That's a little low. That's all. That's all they're getting. I mean, Robles has been another huge disappointment. It might be over for him. He might be Michael A. Taylor Jr. Michael Michael A. Taylor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, light Matt. Or, I always called him just Matt, but the uh, he's not good. That's what do you mean not good? Matt Matt was a great player. Michael A. Well, I no, liked him but, as a player, and Robles I think is a good player. I think I think I'm, the guy just came back up from the injured, you know list. Okay, there. but he so wasn't I, doing I just, anything before either. Uh, to be fair, no one on the team's really doing anything outside of Trey Turner. So let's right. let's just make sure but, that's clear. But Robles, this, this is somewhere around year four maybe even five since he's been up with the club and you remember he was the prospect that was rated ahead of soto he came up before soto did he was supposed to be the guy and he really hasn't taken that next step yet and and when do you say just like you did with michael a with matt you at some point you just say okay he's not gonna be as good as we thought he was let's move on and that may be the case with victor robles too He's not doing. It might be might be very soon. But look at the 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 lineup that they had when they won the World Series. And sure, they won the World Series, so it was obviously a good lineup. But they had Adam Eaton and Trey Turner, and Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto and Howie Kendrick and Ryan Zimmerman. You you couldn't pitch around this team. Now they have Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber and Starlin Castro. Come on, that's a terrible lineup. And so that's how it's going to be the rest of the year. I'm I'm done. I said a few weeks ago I'm not ready to bury them. It's time to bury them. They're not okay. that good. All right. Well, we'll have to see how you feel after another week, and then we'll we'll discuss it. I we'll discuss it at, at length. Well, so my, real quick, uh, you mentioned Bell. How do you feel about you know the 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 Nationals social media accounts when they're like they were like ring the bell, like let's see the bell emojis? Are you a big fan of that? Is that something that you're that you're good with. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of it, but I don't hate it. You you always have to find you have to find a niche, right? To to draw people in, and that's what they're doing with Josh Bell. Like, what are you going to do with Schwarber? There is no Schwarber the Bell or anything <laughs> like that. There, you can't do anything with that name. So do something with it and and draw people in. That's fine. I don't pay attention to it, but that's fine. All right, all right, sounds good. Let's move on. The DC United team. 
they're off. They don't play for a couple weeks now. Uh, but the Washington Spirit, the ladies, play at two today. They're on a two-game you know, winning streak there. So that's uh, pretty impressive for them uh, as they continue with their season. Their, their form's not too bad. Like I said, they got the two victories. Uh, they did have a loss, but then two draws. So not doing too bad for the Spirit. Uh, get out there and support your local teams. That includes ULE. Get out there to the... Uh, the nationals games and uh, and support that local team yes i know that's same for me i gotta support the wizards more I, you know I'm, I'm t- i told you i gotta buy my way into the 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 capitals franchise because mm. you know i like a certain somebody who whose name will go unmentioned mm. now on it, this podcast. it will no no so. let's mention it didn't you say something a while back that you were a Sidney crosby guy that is I, blasphemous I on this. I am a Sid, Sidney Crosby guy. So, but uh, you know, hey, what can I? I you know, I'm a transplant. I I like I've liked the Washington football team since you know forever. Um, but the other teams are kind of. I didn't like the Nationals until 2011. Uh, no, it would have been 2010 when I got to go see a game. Hmm. Maybe it was no, it was 2011. Um, I got to go see one of the one of the early games. They beat the 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 Mets two to one. And I was just like, I got my team. Like this was fun. Um, well, so we're going to dedicate one full episode in the future about our fandom, just about our fandom and how we became fans of certain teams. Cause I'm a transplant too, right? I'm not from here. So obviously I didn't grow up with these teams, but, but that's, that's for another episode. You, we're almost there. Maybe that'll be a special episode. If we, I'll tell you what, we'll do that. If you're listening right now, if you can help us get to 100 <laughs> subscribers Ooh. on YouTube, we'll do we'll do a special episode. And I would love to hear from our fans on oh, how yeah. they ended up fans of their teams. Well, whether or not that's your Washington teams, or you know, we talked a lot with Kwame when he was on about how he became fans of Boston and Philadelphia. So very interested. So do that. Subscribe to our channel here on YouTube and get us to 100 subscribers, and we'll have that special episode. And you can interact with us and let us know your fandom. We'll, we'll push it out. Make sure everybody can get on and chat with us. For now, that was your warm up. Let's move on to the game. Game on. Stoner. You were quite active on your Twitter this week, disparaging one of our young, talented people. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. What is it that you have against Chase Young right now? Well, let me be very clear. It's not, I'm not mad at Chase Young. Oh, I am a little, yes, I am mad at Chase Young. But I'm not. <laughs> pretty mad. I'm not You're pretty as mad mad at him as i am at the local media for giving chase young a pass on why he's not in the otas two weeks of it let me just ask you this voluntary voluntary that's always the excuse whatever there's 90 (laughs) guys on the roster and 89 were there or 88 whatever you want to quibble with the numbers a guy takes a day off here or there but one wasn't. So the excuse is always, oh, well, it's voluntary, so he doesn't have to be. That's true. That's fine. But let me ask you this. Why was he not there? Just answer, answer that question. I don't think anybody has that answer right, right now. 
why why are the local media not digging into why he's not there? They've talked to 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 Coach Rivera about it. I mean, they've they've asked Ron. What's he straight up? Say? It's like, hey, what? And and he says, hey, I've talked with him. He's not here. We've got guys who are here. You know, not worried about him not being there. And I'm not worried about him not being there. That's, that's I don't, called spin, Nathan. That's called spin. That's what coaches do. That's what he has to say. He has. Oh, it's voluntary. He doesn't have to. We've been in contact. I don't have any concern about him being in shape and ready for training camp. Of course, nobody's nobody is uh, saying or inferring that he's not going to be physically ready for camp. But the question I will ask until somebody tells me otherwise is why was he not there? And you have to have a really good reason not to be there for two weeks. Charles Leno wasn't there for one week because he had a brand new kid, but he was there the next time, right? Steven Sims wasn't there for one week. I mean, he could have taken both <laughs> weeks off. Nobody cares. <laughs> that was just poor business decision. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, 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 just, that's what that he is. He needs more like, tape. <laughs> right, not necessarily game <laughs> tape, but he needs more uh, OTA tape. He, need, he needs he to be see. in front of those coaches and impressing them. And and so, what is it about Chase Young's absence that gets you so upset? Like, why why are you not happy with him missing time? Like, what is it? Like, I know you said that you're pushing most of the media this on the media because uh, you're not trying to put you know call out Chase Young. You're more so trying to call out the media for not digging mm-hmm. in. I think that they're. I wonder if they know what's going on. And they'll talk to Chase when he's there, and it'll be fine. But what is it about you that you just hate that Chase Young isn't there? Chase Young has made it very clear publicly and within with the media or within the locker room that the media hears. He's made it very clear that he wants to be a leader of this team. He wants to be the guy that everybody goes to as the leader. Well, a leader has to lead by example. And that means being there at OTAs, voluntary OTAs, along with the other 89 guys. You don't think Kendall Fuller would have liked to skip the OTAs or or Cam Curl or Terry McLaurin or Brandon Sheriff or Antonio Gibson, who just had a brand new baby, by the way. You don't think all these guys would have liked to skip this? They don't get paid. Maybe they get paid a pittance. I don't know what... They don't get paid much, but they're just going out there and working. A lot of guys do like it, right? Because it's just your chance to bond with your teammates and play the game that you love and have fun and work out. But a lot of guys would hate being there. Ask any of the people, uh, the veterans. They hate training camp. They in all sports, right? Nobody likes that. They just want to play the games, but you need it. But if you're going to be the self admitted or self-assessed leader lead by example and be there at voluntary camp with 89 of your other teammates and all your coaches that this is the part that i actually do you know half agree with i'm not i'm not mad at chase young i don't question his leadership or his capabilities i will say that i'm a little bit surprised that because he did come out so strongly as one of the team leaders mm-hmm. last year, that he's not showing up here. And that, to me, tells me that there's probably a reason why he's not there. So what is um, it? I, I don't know. But I'm saying I think that there's a legitimate reason, and we will find out when Chase Young shows up for the voluntary ones you know, coming up. All right? So I think that this is 
to me, it I don't think it's as big as a story. I'm, that's why I'm not mad at the media. I don't think that there's there's a big story here about him missing, largely because when he will show up, he's going to show up and he'll be ready and you'll see him take command over the team again because mm-hmm. he's a very strong, charismatic you know, individual. Correct. Agreed. And I don't think that there's anything that he had to prove being there this year. Now, that being said, this is just a guy who's in his second year. Right. Right. This isn't, this isn't a, you know, uh, you mentioned Kendall Fuller, even got Landon Collins who, you know, he's come back from injury. He's mostly just standing around at this point, Mm -hmm. but he's there. You know, these are veterans and you don't have Chase Young there, which is, I'll admit it's odd. It, it it strikes me as 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 odd. I just don't think that like you get you're you're like really mad. I am that he's not there. I you're am. big mad. I'm big. You're I'm big, big mad. mad. I'm not big mad. I think that this is this is again a non-story. I think that when Chase gets there, the things are just going to fall into place. I think that he just fits so well with what they're trying to do. It is surprising as a you know self you know self-proclaimed leader. Claim. Sorry, that was the not, word I was looking for. Proclaim. Yeah, that he's not. Yeah, that he's not there. Mm-hmm. But I think that, again, when he shows up because of the individual that he is, you will see it come out. And if anything, I actually think that this is, it might be a small blessing of sorts that he's not there because this gives more reps, essentially, more more work and, you know, more time in front of the coaches for those who are trying to make the roster. Because okay. Chase Young's roster spot isn't in question. You know this. This so this allows the the shock of Tony. This allows you know uh, Bradley King some more time. You know in front of those coaches and getting some more one on one time. You know where they're not having a you know talk. With, they're not distracted by Chase because again, Chase Young is a person who is magnetic. Like I don't care if you're supposed to be watching somebody else. If Chase Young is on the field, mm-hmm. your eyes are just drawn to him. Like if he's at practice field or playing field, you're just like that guy right there. I just I you people want to watch him play, love him play, and and the coaches were gonna they're gonna tweak some of the things he does because I'm not saying he doesn't have holes in his game. There's he I believe he'll have an impressive you know second season with the Washington football team. Because he's going to tweak some of those things he didn't get right last year. And the coaches are going to help tweak that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that the fact that he's not there is going to allow them to get more eyes and more tweaking on the people that they need, you know, to back up the young sweat uh, combination there on the the line. Because, you know, they just lost Kerrigan to those. We talked about it earlier, how much we hate the Eagles. And now we got... You know, a guy's jersey up on the rafters here. Who's who's playing for them? Take it down. And so they got to. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to take it down. Um, but you know, they got to replace Kerrigan, right? They got to replace. Um, you know that that production and. Okay. Th- the way to get there is you got to see. You know, you got you mentioned 89 guys. I know about uh, you know half of that are, are tight ends now, but you know you got a bunch of people who need to get that playing time. Okay, so. Come into OTAs and stand on the sidelines for two weeks and let all of that take place. Right? So you can be there and let them other guys get all the reps so that they can be seen and they can work on things. But be there. I agree with everything you said about the on-field production of last year and going forward and his 
char- uh, charisma, all of that. I agree with all of that. And I don't want to make this into something where I'm going to stop liking Chase Young. I'm, I love Chase Young. But it, it's, it's just something that really bugs me about why he's not there. Okay? So what if Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson, another second-year player, and Cam Curl and... Uh, like I said, Kendall Fuller were not in camp because it's voluntary. You would you would question that, right? Or it's, they it's are about, trying to build a culture. Right? Right. That's, that's something culture. there. They're trying to build build Leaders. the culture. We have one person in our live chat who who says that uh, you know, hoping that Chase isn't getting a big head, and and I'm not worried about that. <laughs> He's already got a, a huge head. He already thinks a lot of himself. <laughs> Which is fine. Well, Which is fine. He backs it up uh, right, as well, up, but right. he also is a big hype person for uh, other team members. You're you're right. He he could be there and pull like the Landon Collins thing and not even have the pads on and just be there to to cheer on the team. Right, right. Again, that these are things that he when he shows up he will be questioned about, and I and I think that's the time to really sit there and talk about. What are his responses? If he if he doesn't have a good response, you know, if he starts losing some of that uh, that that camaraderie that he's built with the team, then then I think that okay, let's let's go ahead and you know, you mentioned ref the district all the time. Is we're here to police them essentially, right? We're here to ref them. That's our time to come in there and and question them. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think what what's going to happen is he's going to show up. You know, they they are going to Richmond. You know, they're going to have a week in Richmond. We live a little too far north to to make that uh, drive a, a, a little easy. But uh, right. um, I would love to go some sometime. Maybe I'll have to take off from work and uh, and head down there uh, next next season. Okay, so let me ask you this, uh, Nathan, and, and I know we'll we'll get past this here in a in a second, but. The minute this team starts struggling on defense or Chase goes three games without while recording a half a sack during that time or he is out for a few games with a lingering calf injury, whatever, that's what they're going to point back to. That's what the media is going to point back to. Maybe, although I don't think it's true, maybe this goes to back to why you weren't here at OTAs. For whatever reason, it's what it is. It's an opening for people to pick at your on the field play and and relate it to something off the field, and that just leaves an opening. And that's not what leaders do. Leaders lead by example and are there at all times, regardless of what they got going on in their personal life, unless it's a major life-changing event obviously like charles leno had i have no problem with him being but he only missed one week he was there the next week so he, he's just congratulations oh, to leno and gibson by the yeah, way yeah absolutely for the new the new additions in their family and maybe fitzpatrick had one too because i think he's got like 10 kids i don't know what's going on <laughs> uh, but he's just i don't think he's philip rivers <laughs> i don't think he's that far he's just opening himself up to criticism and because if Again, if it was um, Deron Payne, for example, that wasn't there and this all happened to, well, Deron Payne is not the self-proclaimed leader of the defense. Chase is. So it's just opening himself up to criticism in the future, and it's it's not a good look. What are they talking about in Green Bay? Aaron Rodgers is not there, and his top five receivers are not there. 
It's voluntary. Well, it's voluntary. You don't have to be here. Aaron Rodgers obviously doesn't. That's need an entirely to be different situation, and well, you know it. Okay. There's turmoil there already. Well, why aren't and the Green Bay's come out and said that the Green Bay's come out and said that now the fans are really split on this whole Rodgers situation. Mm-hmm. Which you know, if more of them want to get rid of him and they push, you know, that that's a that's a team that's really owned by their fans, like quite literally. If they want to get rid of him, we, I think uh, Washington has a home. We can we can we can work out a trade. You can get Taylor Heineke. You you know, people right. people, people really big on Taylor Heineke. Get get the next uh, get the next uh, Drew Brees, yeah, um, right. right there. The uh, but no, that's a different situation. Right. I don't think that's fair to Chase Young to sit there and bring up Rodgers and then missing right. because that again that that's a deliberate choice by Rodgers and his receivers. Right. You know, Chase Young. It, I'm not saying that Chase Young didn't deliberately miss it, but he's not sending a message right. to the Washington Football Team about not being there. Okay. Again, we'll find out the reason. It could be that he just, you know, it's a, it, he's got to spend time with his mom. Maybe his mom isn't vaccinated and he doesn't want to run that risk. I don't know what the case is for him, but I think that when we'll find out, I think that I will probably be the most rational human being in the world and you'll be a person who's tweeting out, not acceptable. <laughs> You're right. I, I just threw the Rogers situation out there. It's, it's kind of like in a in a trial when, when a lawyer throw something out there that they know is going to get objected and sustained. Yeah. <laughs> right. But Hey, I still put it in the jury's ears. Right. So I did that just to put it out there knowing it had absolutely no bearing. Zero on base. It. Yeah. Zero <laughs> base for what's but going on. I had on to here. throw it out there, but I will say that I don't, I don't wish that any of those things that I said happened, that he's going to go three games without a sack or he's going to have a lingering injury. I don't wish any of that just so that I can be right. I love chase young. Mm-hmm. He's going to be here for a long time. He has Hall of Fame talent. I'm not saying he will be in the Hall of Fame, but he has Hall of Fame talent. He can change the trajectory of this franchise for years to come. So I'm rooting for him all the way. This is and and I hope I'm wrong. So he wasn't the only one to miss time. A significant person. Like we've already joked about Steve Sims Jr. not being there. Mm -hmm. Not as not really significant. A lot of people have him as the first cut when it comes to that wide receiver room. Uh, even over, you know, people like Isaiah Wright and company, like they look at Steven Sims Jr. going away. But Jonathan Allen, he missed uh, uh, one of the just one day, mm-hmm. but he was out. Are you are you mad at, at, at Allen for missing that time as well? Well, no, for a couple reasons. Uh, no, because he was there for all the other ones. Right. He was there at the beginning and he was there at the end and he missed a day that could that those are OK. Because obviously there's something big that he had to take care of. Unless he was doing it like Rodgers was doing to send a message. Uh, you need to pay me. It's time. So I'm going to go sit out just to send a message. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I didn't read that or hear that. But but I'm okay with it. Totally you're just, you're just going to casually put that out there, though. You're going you're gonna to start the rumor. Yeah. Oh, the rumor's going to start here on Ref the District yeah, that Alan was just like, hey, I'm going to show you what I can provide, and now I'm not going to be there because you guys aren't paying me. That's, that's right, right. you know, hashtag stoner uh, on that <laughs> well, one. That's a stoner, a fan, stoner take. No, no well, idea. hashtag just a fan is our thing, but I'm not signing my name oh, to this. This right. is I just want to be very clear here. That's, it might start on Ref the District, but that is a – We'll figure out the, for the stoner takes what that what that you know what that you know name will be. Maybe it is just stoner take. I have a feeling it's going to be cold take by the end of that. Right. But we'll see. Well, they're going to. I'll say it, this. Right? 
they're gonna they're gonna give him. I, an extension. We certainly hope so. I would love to love to have him uh, on the team. Let's talk about a cold take or what will probably end up being a cold take mm-hmm. as we shift away from the absences into the just the OTAs in general and who's getting a lot of love. Uh, and then in my case, who's not getting a lot of love, and that's Sammy Reyes. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's you he's getting that like people like him, people like the size of him, they he's very athletic, but then everything else you're hearing is very Bates related, the rookie that they took in the fourth round, um, which is great. You want to hear good things about your rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy Reyes is not on that list, though. I'm a little concerned because I have, I have, we have a dollar dollar uh, bet on this one, that's right. and uh, that he's going to make the 53 man roster. And it's looking like I might be uh, a little down on that one. I tell you what, so, I'll offer you a buyout. You send me 75 cents now. And then the bet's over. So you get a little bit of value on that that dollar. There's a lot of time left. We'll see how it goes. But the the tight ends are a crowded space. Bates has been been given a lot of love. Logan Thomas looks like he's going to pick up what he did last year. Uh, So those are one and two. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's going to be your one and two options at tight end. I don't know who's going to be that third option, though. Um, They've... You know, they, the recently signed uh, tight end uh, three-name person. Ricky Seals-Jones. Ricky Seals-Jones. You forgot Jones, him just last week, too. That's yeah, I, He's very So, Ricky Seals-Jones. You know, they're showing videos of him catching passes and doing good things. And it's just like, okay, you know, show me some of Sammy Reyes. Make me feel a little bit better about my, my dollar dollar pick nothing. there. Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. But, again, I think that what I've heard and seen about of, uh, of Bates is – is exciting. Yeah. Like they're, they're talking about him, not just being this blocking tight end that he can move and do things that we've seen Logan, Logan Thomas do. I think if we've got two solid tight ends that the offense will flow a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the only options there for this new look offense. Scott Turner's pretty excited about these offensive pieces. Yeah, A lot of toys. Yeah. Have you seen the, the word on, on Deami Brown? The word on Deami Brown has been very, very hyped. I think that's the right word. But, I mean, it's OTAs. It, it's wait till he gets out there against some serious competition. Uh, we've seen this in the past. Guys have gotten major hype, and they don't even make the team. Or they do make the team, and they're terrible. Remember remember that one, I think it was training camp, it was not necessarily OTAs. Remember Terrell Pryor? Remember that one-handed catch in the in the corner of the end zone, and the and it just blew up. It went viral, and everybody thought, "Oh my God, Terrell Pryor is going to be an amazing receiver for Washington." And he was terrible, and he was cut like halfway <laughs> through the year, or whatever. I don't. He lasted. He lasted a season. It, it was the second out, season yeah. that he was cut. He was yeah. hurt and most he, of the year, I think. He was. He was hurt, and uh, you know he did good things for for the team before, but uh, but the, not Washington. The team that he was on before Washington that made him think that uh, he could be a wide receiver for us. But but they blow this stuff up quite a bit oh, yeah. in training it's, camp. It's the hype. on Hogs Haven. They call it the you know like the Mason Brennan uh, preseason hype award. Um, <laughs> right. Exactly. And and right. that's that's exactly it. Right. Like one of yeah. the people that I think is getting hyped a lot right now is uh is uh, undrafted free agent patterson mm-hmm. 
right? He's he's looking pretty good right. with the clips that they're showing, and he's getting a lot of hype. And that hype's also coming because you mentioned Gibson earlier having uh, having the kiddo. Uh, another thing that came out from him is that his toe injury mm-hmm. is still lingering. Yeah, yeah, that's a concern. Don't like hearing that. Don't like hearing that. This is a guy who I really think is at a different level than the other running backs that they have on the roster. I think uh, J.D. McKissick can do a, a – I think he can run the ball just fine, but he's not Gibson's level. And I think that he can catch the ball, and that part he is a significant contributor. But then you got a Lamar Miller, you got Peyton Barber. Those guys are very one-dimensional. They're not – you know, they're not – they're not dynamic. They're not exciting. Yeah. And that's where it comes to Patterson and people see him cut and like go up, you know, you know, they're not even wearing pads. They're just wearing helmets and it looks great. It looks exciting. And I think he's going to be your headliner for, for the Mason Brennan award for Hogs Haven. Right. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. Is there anybody else that you've been watching that might stand out to you? Well, our guy, uh, jamming Jamin Davis, he is getting a lot of praise that he is everything that they hoped he, he would be. And it seems like we talked about this quite a bit last week with the declassified Washington football team guys that he's going to be the middle linebacker, right? He, he was an outside linebacker uh, in college, but it looks like he's going to be the inside guy. And he might even be the guy calling the plays, the guy on the headsets, if he can pick it up. I, I'm not sure if that's going to work with a rookie. But he's gotten a lot of praise on on what he's doing there in OTAs as well. What I haven't heard are thing I haven't heard anything about William Jackson. I haven't heard anything about St. Juiced. These guys that you haven't heard anything. They literally showed him picking off a pass from Terry McLaurin. Like he legit ripped a ball out of Terry's hands. Okay, so you didn't see that when I say anything i mean it's not the hype you mean like anything the, the word what the yeah. word means no, is meant, anything i meant figuratively not literally <laughs> so uh so yeah i mean you see one thing here and there but you see all kinds of stuff from low if, if if anything Deion. i've seen seen not just on uh, jam davis there but i've heard just great things about the defense entirely mm-hmm. it's looking like it's going to be as dominant as people expected them to be right um and i th- so, i do I'm hoping, I'm hoping that is the case. Yeah. But I'm also hoping it's not because the offense is going to be as bad as it was right. last year. Because you know it's easy to look good against the the Washington football team offense of last year. Yeah. And I think part of that's you know you got Fitzpatrick who's learning. I'm not sure who's been throwing the picks, but it seems like our the the defensive side of the ball is taking a lo- away a lot of these passes. Um, so I'm not sure who that's that's the one thing that's a little bit questionable right now yeah. is is there's been a lot of interceptions, a lot of defensive plays that they they've enjoyed showing the fans, but it's just like who's on that offensive side that's doing that? Right. You know, if it's Taylor Heineke, could you do me a favor? Could you do Nathan a favor, team, and just make sure that people show that it's Taylor Heineke throwing these passes so we can stop the Heineke hype? Yeah train that's on the uh, on the tracks right now i don't want to stop it i want the guy to do well you know i, I would right, love right, to right. see him that's kind of the know, same with me and the, the chase young criticism right i, I just i just want to dial right. back the hype i just want to die i just want to dial back the hype right, can right. we just do that can we can we stop anointing him as the starter can we stop anointing him as this the quarterback that's going to lead washington into the playoffs like i you know i saw on twitter 
recently, someone was just like, they're, they're breaking it down. If we have one quarterback who plays, we'll get, t- you know, Washington will get 10 wins. If they have two quarterbacks plays, they're like set ni- seven and seven to nine wins. And if they have three, they're going <laughs> to only win like terrible. 16. That's probably the case. Sure. And I said, you know, I think if they have two quarterbacks, I think we'll be fine. And largely because I think that's probably going to be injury related. Mm. If we get to three, if we have to, and to me, my pecking order goes Fitzpatrick, Heineke, Allen. Sure. That's, um, that's if we get to Kyle Allen, things have gone badly right, right. for the team and probably its fans. Yeah. So, sure. yeah, I think but, that's, a, that's, that's the same for any team, right? If you play two quarterbacks, then things are not going well and you're probably going to win seven to nine games. And if you play three, then, then the wheels have fallen off and you're probably going to win five or six games. Yeah, if you, that, that, there's a significant drop off usually for teams from first to third on the depth chart for QB. Probably not as significant for Washington as uh, for it, is, it is for other teams. Like you mentioned Green Bay earlier, the drop off from one to two there is significant right. enough. Let alone going three. from one to three. Who did they? They so, just signed some guy you never heard of to be their third stringer. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Their 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 plan at QB right now is to hope and pray. And we we have had John. Our buddy John, who's a Packers fan, uh, watch the these shows. So I'm hoping that he's listening right now, and uh, he's he probably is nodding in agreement. The the plan right now is hope and pray yeah. that uh, that Rogers returns to the team because there is no plan B. There really isn't. Love love isn't. I don't think Jordan Love is 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 ready for them. Nope. But hey, I'll say this: Washington's probably going to be in that same boat next year if uh, if they don't have a better plan. Maybe they'll have uh, the the gumption to dr- jump up in the draft and take somebody, but that's plans for future team. So we're right now, we're talking about this, the season ahead of us and uh, the OTAs. Let us know what you think, where, who, who are the players that you're seeing that are exciting you? Who are the players that you're a little bit worried about? You can let us know in the comment section or when you give us a rating on Apple podcast. So that's going to wrap it up for us here with the game for the OTAs. When we come back in our post game, it's the postmortem for our Washington Wizards. I, I was gonna do the death march. I was thinking about doing the like the the, the death march song, and then right. like just as I just as we came back, I was just like, I don't remember how that goes. Like I was about, I think I was about to do the uh, the Star Wars thing and get us get our channel banned <laughs> for, right, right. for copyright issues. Yeah, it's over, right? I mean, unfortunately, the season's over. And, and what's really upsetting for me personally is that. I was hoping when the when the NHL season and the NBA season started a couple months later that any sort of playoff run would take us all the way into June and maybe even to July and then training camp after that in August and there wouldn't be that gap where you have to watch the the Nats every night <laughs> and have to sit through those boring contests. I mean it I would be bad if the Nats were winning. Well, sure, but right? it's still like, that's that's the thing. It's still right? boring to watch. You can't. I don't know anybody who can just sit there for three and a half hours in their inside their. I house think you need to take game. down that curly W behind you. I right love now. the Nats, but nobody can sit 
in, in their house and watch a baseball game. From Friend of the show, Matt, right now is very upset with you. Like he's 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 our big Nat supporter. Uh-huh. He's just like I could sit through. Uh, and no, watch he it. can't because he doesn't watch the games. <laughs> he he doesn't listens watch to them on the radio. So don't even give uh, him any. Props. So it's even more old timey. Yeah. It's even more old timey. No, I I, I happen to agree. I will say this. I do agree. I think the the Nationals are are uh, I love them. Uh, big fan of them. Uh, baseball in general, though, when it, yeah. if it's before the if it's before the All Star break, I just I just that's a long season. Yeah. And it's just like catch, I catch, I watch a game here or there. I am watching the uh, softball uh, the the women's uh, World Series for college. The softball games. Um, it's exciting when there's something on the line. And it's hard right. to believe that there's something on the line here this early. Uh, it's even more hard to believe there's something on the line when your team is six games back from the <laughs> New York Mets. Right. So it's uh, – but we're not talking about – we're not giving the postmortem for the Nationals. We're giving no, we're, the postmortem here we could. for the Wizards, the Washington Wizards. Yeah. It's uh, – you're right. It ended, it ended too early. You know, they did play a game in, in June. It's like the first time they've played a game in uh, in June since they won yeah, when they were the Bullets. Yeah, that's that's uh, a little fraudulent, when. though, because. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, absolutely because, because the late. season was this season started yeah. late and all that. It doesn't matter. The Philadelphia uh, um, channel, they, they had a good dig on Washington with the banner hanging. It's just it's like, we played a game in June. Yeah, there That's were right. people way too excited about that. Um, I, it was a little disappointing the, the end, right? Because mm-hmm. one, the, that series did not go the way that we we as fans wanted. Mm-hmm. Right? It did, you know, we there, there was legitimate hope after the way that they played to get that eighth seed. Mm-hmm that they were going to at least scare the 76ers and there really wasn't right ever you know even the game that they won you know the 76ers really had a shot to just break them uh and had Embiid not been injured Dang. likely would have swept the 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 wizards right out and then you're talking about that injury and it's just like okay now that he's injured now that the biggest problem's injured maybe you can make a run at it. And the thing is they just don't have the support. Rui had a great game there when they won, Mm -hmm. but he's just not consistent. A lot of people are like, that's his playoff breakout game and all this. He is what he is. He's just, I really want him to develop. And I still think there's time. Well, you know, this is, this is a guy who's, you know, we've talked about this before. He's just finished a full season, essentially. Um, so, you know, I think he's got a hundred games, maybe just a little bit over a hundred games underneath his belt. Full season's 82, but they don't have anybody else. And that's a problem. And they, so we'll see how it goes as far as who they can pick up. I think they're going to have to go the veteran route because if I recall correctly, they don't have picks to, Mm-mm. to spare. So, well, I'm going to take a little bit of umbrage with the, the Rui didn't really do a whole lot. Rui wasn't given a chance to do a whole lot. Because if you look at his numbers from the playoffs and compare it to the regular season, he was much better in the playoffs. He shot 60-something percent from from the field in the playoffs for that entire series. But they don't give him the ball enough. They, they weren't running plays for him. They would run a couple of plays a game. But the entire offense seemed to be... Get it to Brad. Have Brad run around before he gets the ball. Have him run around, set all these screens. Okay, give it to Brad. Now, Brad's going to get double teamed, and he 
and, and then he's got to figure out what to do from there. And by the time the play is broken down, he's either going to make a play or he's going to turn the ball over. But if they would run plays for Rui, he might have a bigger impact on the game. I don't think he's a bust. I don't think he's a an all-star. But I think he is much better than a lot of people are giving him credit for. He's improved his shooting these last couple of years or in this last two years, right, that he's been there. His, uh, he's improved there. He's gotten more aggressive. He's just not getting any plays. And that comes back to what? Coaching. The coach. Right? We're always going to Do you, do you think that, regardless of the coach, do you think that Rui can be the third option for the Wizards next season? Can he be the third option? Yes, he can. But you're already telling me no. I'm just right, gonna let right, you know right, right, right now. You're telling me no. Okay. Not the third that was too long of a pause, Stoner, right. for that to be anything other than a no. You're like, hmm. Let me repeat what he asked me because I need to find a way to tell him I'm no so without stalling. telling him no. You're telling me no. Right. You're telling me no. He cannot be the third option. So what are they gonna do? Like, coach, we know that. Well, we hope. Right. There was a lot of there was a lot of that spin stuff happening at the post conferences where, you know, Brooks is like, hey, I want to be back. And and uh, GM and, and uh, owner are like, you know, he's done good things for us and we'll see how the situation plays out, which normally means he's not coming back. But this is the Wizards. Yeah. And you just don't know, you know, Russell Westbrook. I I love the guy watching him play. It's, a, it's, a, it's just a great experience. But my goodness, when he opened his mouth and said, hey, I really want Scott to be back. I was just like, please don't do that. Don't say that again. Please don't. Please, please, please don't. Right. So you're telling me Rui can't be the third option. Well, listen, he can right? be the third option for a very good team. He can't be the third option for a championship caliber team. And that's really what you want, right? Can he be the third option for a four or five seed? Yeah, I think he could. The guy that can help you get to the second round and maybe scare somebody to get into the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I think he can develop into that. They have to figure out what he's best at, which is a mid-range jumper, right? And run some plays for him, more than one or two a game. That's where he got most of his points and his success was off of broken plays. Oh, get it to Rui and let him dribble a couple times and hit the nice jumper. So it'll be interesting to see the the coaching selection play out because you keep talking about running plays, but anybody who's really watched the Wizards can tell you they don't, they might run, you know, a dozen plays the entire game. Most of it's just running ISO. Right. Like you said, just it's just like give the ball. It's 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 either Westbrook holding on to it forever and then he'll kick it out, or it's just Brad, you know, do, dancing around the court and then ending up, you know, taking the basket to the hole. I think really what this team needs, is, well, one they needed their three point shooters to actually shoot three pointers. They that was uh, one when, uh, when Bertans went out. The, the next best, best option wasn't even shooting league average. Right. Uh, and that's a problem, okay? If you're two guards, you know, these are all-star guards. These are, you know, MVP, former MVP, and Brad Beal is somebody who is going to, you know, really start garnering a lot of uh, media respect. I think that the, the fan respect is there. Um, so there's these are two all-stars that you got. The thing is, is both of them like going to 
the rim, mm-hmm. right? They drive to the basket. You need people to space the floor for you. And there's just nobody on the team That's who right. can do that. So you've already paid Bertans a lot of money, mm-hmm. but you need somebody else who can space the floor. And you, the problem is, is they the people they've picked up recently. You know, we've talked about Rui. He he can shoot a a, a long two, you know, reasonably well. His three point game's not exactly that exciting. I mentioned that none, no one on the team has you know ha, shot above league average um, for threes. But then like the Nettos, the Matthews, those guys aren't cutting it. You've got um, you know, so we need somebody besides Bertans. To really shoot that because you're just not getting it. And Dave, what is it? Uh, uh, ro- the rookie. Uh, Obvia. Uh, uh, yeah, Obvia, right? He's Don't, don't make him a spot shooter, right. please. He never like, has been. Why, why are we trying to make him one? So, so they need, they do need somebody who's a spot shooter who's not a streaky shooter, and that's what Bertans is. He's a streaky shooter. Mm-hmm. You need some consistency out there, um, and you need to bring that. And my my worry is, I th- you know, there's a lot of names going around as far as free agency and the veterans that are available. A lot of those names are people who aren't going to help the Wizards. They might be a big name, but they're not gonna they're not gonna really make the team better because it's gonna be more of the same. You need to be able to space the floor. And some maybe that just means the right coach is in place to help space the floor. Right. But you also need players that are actual threats, right? That happens a lot with with Westbrook, where people play off of him because they're like, all right, I'm gonna dare you to shoot right. because you know, there are some games where he's going to kill you with that. And then, but there's more games that he's just, you know, okay, great. I want you to shoot threes. I want you to shoot, you know, this long too. Um, because you'll be able to beat a Westbrook team doing that consistently in a game, you know, seven game series. But they, so give us, give us a coach who's going to actually design plays to space the floor, but then give us players, give the wizards players who are going to help space the floor as well. Well, sure. They, they have, a lot of like like you said they don't have shooters but they have a lot of roster spaces that are going to be available in the offseason to get guys like that and it doesn't have to be a big name per se there are a lot of guys out there who are not big names who had great years shooting three pointers just look at what Seth Curry is doing in Philadelphia or Danny Green Right, these guys. That's what they. Danny do. Green's also been known as a, th- as yeah, a but, three point. Yeah, but he's specialist. not a big name. He's not a guy that's going to command twenty million dollars a year. No, right. He's a role player. He he comes in and he plays his twenty five to thirty minutes, and he gives you two or three. But that's threes. what Bertans is supposed to be doing, and that's what they paid. What, listen, his contract's like eighty million. Listen, Bertans is. We've had this argument before. He's much better than you think. He's a streaky shooter. But when you look at him compared to the rest of the league, he was the, in percentage, he was the 60th best shooter in the league. Yeah. Would you like more? For sure. But he's ahead for of- For $80 million? Yes, I want but more. But he's ahead of guys for three-point shooting. He's ahead of guys like Damian Lillard. Like, uh, I, I had the names earlier. Sorry, I got to use my old man glasses. I got glasses the old man glasses. So that I can read. All right. But he's ahead of guys like Chris Paul- and Buddy Heald, who is a three-point specialist, who makes a lot of money, by the way. Ahead of uh, Bogdanovich from Utah, who used to play uh, with Washington. I love him. But he's ahead of him. He's ahead of Terry Rozier and Doug McDermott and D'Angelo Russell and Landry Shamit and Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. He's ahead of all of those guys 
And Tatum's a surprise name there. Yeah. That's actually a surprise. That's Tatum pretty surprising shoots name. Thirty-eight uh, point six percent, and uh, and our guy uh, Bertans shoots thirty-nine and a half percent. Okay, I was I was really hoping that you were going to give me a good number there because well, I was just like, bad. he's he's well, what I was I was expecting there was like, oh, he shoots thirty, you know, Tatum shoots thirty-eight point six, and Bertans shoots uh, old man glasses. Uh, 38.9 like okay great okay so essentially they shoot the same you're talking that one percentage by the way is not exactly a big number either i do have i'm, I'm, I'm gonna derail the bertans trash talk right now okay. because we all know that i'm not a huge you know fan of his mm. however i think it's really odd here that you would share these kind of statistics with me because when i brought this up for about westbrook and how people like to hate on him for his turnovers mm-hmm. I bring up the statistics and you're like, no, 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 Nathan. He should be hate, uh, hated on for, for that uh, because, uh, you know, he needs to turn down the turnovers, mm-hmm. right? Well, Bertans is paid to shoot the dang on three. And he I don't care that he hits it at a, at a 39.6 clip is what you said, or 39 and a half. I think you got to maybe yeah. you need the old man glasses again. 39 and a half, though. Yeah. We'll say that, you know. If he's a streaky shooter, I don't want him shooting seven of eight one game and then zero for nine the next okay, game. That's fair. I don't think that's, that's going to cut it. Right. With with Westbrook, consistently his his numbers. This is my argument. You know that I hate this criticism about his turnovers. This guy has a better turnover ratio than the the a lot of other point guards within the the playoffs, mm-hmm. and he impacts the game elsewhere. Yes, he has higher turnovers per game, but he also has double the amount of assists that the others do he has triple the amount of rebounds uh and the scoring is about the same so you coming at me with the stats is humorous to me with bertans you're defending bertans who's getting paid 80 million dollars to do nothing he did nothing in the playoffs Oh, what that's, are, that's go cool. ahead, read, read me off it. Read, go ahead. Please tell me what he did this playoff series. Game four, he was very good. He had, like, he had, like, before yeah. he got hurt. They got swept. Listen, or they said, practically got swept. You said, what did he do in the playoffs? I'm telling yeah, you what let me he know. did in the Let playoffs. me know what he did in the playoffs. He had, like, 15 of their first 20 in that game four before he got hurt, and then he was he's done for four to six weeks or – like what I like he's to got, say, he's done time. for he's done for four to six months <laughs> right. at this point. Right, right, of course. But he he's not as bad as th- there was the one game. Maybe it was game three where he played twenty four minutes and didn't even register a, an official statistic. Yeah. But no, let, let, every, let everybody hear Stoner how how he did stuff during the playoffs when that was a game he registered during this playoff series. Right, literally zeros across the board. Right, it looked. It looked like one of those memes that gets shared. I'm not, and you want to defend him. I'm not defending him in the sense that he's great or there's no problem with him, but the over-the-top criticism is a little much. In the same way that the over-the-top criticism of Westbrook is too much, and I did say criticism on Westbrook is okay because you would like him to improve in certain areas, but and I did say but everything else overshadows that and helps the team become better and and win so i did say yeah it's okay to criticize when a guy has a hole in his game right it's okay to criticize chris paul a first ballot hall of famer who's never been to the nba finals right it's okay to criticize that hole that you have in your game everybody has one if you can get better at that 
then hopefully you'll improve your team and you'll go further to win uh, championships. So that's that's a hole in Westbrook's game, right? That's a hole in Bertanz's game, and it's okay to criticize <laughs> that, but let's not make it out that they're terrible. I'm not I, – I, okay, Bertanz isn't terrible. Right, he's not terrible. I, I did – I even 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 during the season, I said I'll eat some crow when we got out the numbers, and he's actually started playing reasonably well. Yeah. He was on a hot streak, essentially. Right. So I had to eat my words. I'm not saying that he's terrible. I am saying he's not worth the price that they're paying, and that I don't think there's an argument against. <sighs> I never like the uh, he's not worth the money argument because – what do you care what he gets paid? If they pay him forty million a year, they're talking about being in the luxury tax. That's okay. what I care about. That's what I care about. People being that. played. You can get past that if you've got a smart. Oh yeah, sure. GM, if they want to throw money at it, yes, that you can throw money at it. But the problem is, you threw money at a guy like Bertans when there are other players out there, like you mentioned, that you can get for the vet minimum who shoot just as reasonably well. And that's what this team needs to do really is fill out on vet minimum guys to that your hope uh, with the right coaching can turn it around. And we, we, we spent a lot of time on the players mm. and you know, the, the coaching search is really where it's going to be at. Do you have the you know, Becky Hammonds is a name that keep, keeps getting thrown out there. I think a lot of wizards fans are excited about uh, that option, or maybe they just are, they feel like that's predetermined where it's going to go. Yeah. Where do you sit on the coaching thing to get off the the Bertans well, bashing? Well, we uh, can agree on this for sure that Scotty Brooks needs to go. Right, Scotty's got to go. He's got to go. I will sing that Although, song. Although, where I was at the towards the end of the year, I was ninety five percent sure he wasn't coming back. I've scaled that back to like fifty percent. I'm starting to to get the feeling that maybe he might be back. No, I know. I don't want no. it. It's it's we we need to start oh. fresh. Give, give me. Give me something, anything that says this guy is worth coming back. I heard somebody say this, and, and you'll this this happens a lot when I'm talking. I just regurgitate what other people say if it sounds if it, if it agrees with what I'm saying. I don't think that's good to admit on I, our podcast. I don't have a for lot of record. original thought. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> Hashtag just. But a somebody fan. says, look, You're if you want to fight for the eighth spot, Scotty Brooks is your coach. Right. If you if you want to fight for the eighth spot, Scotty Brooks is your coach. If you want to do better, go find yourself another coach. And there are a lot of names out there, like you said, Becky Hammond. I'm not sure that the NBA world is ready for a female coach yet. They will be at some point. I'm not, I'm not sure if now is the time. Uh, so I don't think she's going to be selected. I think it would be awesome if she was selected as the coach for a number of reasons, things that are bigger than basketball. But I don't. I just don't think it's it's time yet. But then you've got like in our poll that we had last week. Are they going to go for a retread, like a Jason Kidd or a Lloyd Pierce or a um, uh, there's Van Gundy who's in the bo- booth, Jeff Van Gundy or Terry Stotts who just got let go. Any of those guys, or are they going to go for an assistant, which who's never had a job, a head coaching job, which is what I think they should do. Like a Sam Cassell, who has a lot of ties to Washington. He coached, was an assistant coach here for a long time. Or Darvin Ham, who may be ready for that job. Or uh, Wes Unseld Jr., right? That's a name that keeps coming up that I'm excited about because of the obvious ties here to D.C. basketball. 
but also what he's doing in Denver. He's in charge of Denver's defense. He's the coach in charge of their defense. And they have the eighth best defense in the NBA as compared to Washington, who has like the 29th, I believe. Not good. Ranked defense. Not good right? defense. So that's that's what I think you need. You need a young guy, an assistant coach, uh, come, you're coming from another NBA team, a guy who focuses on defense, and a guy the players will respect. And Wes Unsell Jr. carries that respect. So that's where I think they'll go. They have to go somewhere different than Scotty Brooks, please. Yes, that that we're definitely in, in, in agreement with. I don't want a retread. I think a retread would be a bad idea. Yes, uh, right. I like some of the names you mentioned there as far as the assistants. Is obviously Becky Hammonds and that that grouping as well. And that's the only thing I'd really change on your whole what they need portion is just change guy to person uh, because I do think mm-hmm. that okay. um, you're right. I, why not? Right? You know, that's uh, that's Russell Westbrook's thing. Is just why not? Um, and. So I feel, you know, there's not really a, a big argument against her. There's, you know, as far as like you listed the others, I think there's strong arguments for all of those. I, I'm i good with, with that route. I don't want to go the, the college route either. I don't think that that's going to, um, I don't think the game translates a, as well coming from college to um to the it, NBA. We've seen that a lot uh, with the coaches who've transferred. They're just not at the same level um you know they might have some success obviously brad stevens had some success but even you know he's being you know he's transitioning in boston away from coaching duties now um you had the thunder my thunder you know who i enjoy uh they've tried that route um and it's just i don't think that's a good route so i'm hoping that they go the assistant route the names that you put out there are good Really, we just need to see that coach first, and then let's get that coach some players uh, who can make an impact on the game with Westbrook and Beal. I think that this should be – I don't think it's a very attractive position for for a coach to come into because of the the lack of draft picks, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or at least quality draft picks. But – you at least got two quality players to really work with and maybe some young people that they could be excited about. So well, they do, we'll see how that pans and out. And they don't have that many guys signed, actually. So uh, half their team is going to be gone next year. You're not going to re-sign the guys like Lopez and Ish and Neto and uh, who's the guy they picked up from Chicago. Not Gafford, but the other guy. Hutchison, Hutchison Alex Len, Bonga. All those guys are gone. So they're going to retool, which, half which is roster. okay because yeah, that's actually exactly. one thing that we did here, right? From Shepard, is that uh, hey, like we've made it here, but we didn't do as well as we needed to, so we have to retool. Like we have yeah. to do better. Right. Like so good. This he he said. It, I think the, the the exact words were he's like, "This is not a team you just run back." And it was just like, "Great, I'm glad you feel that right. way." Can you also say that about the coach? This isn't a coach to just run back. Yeah. And, and instead, they, they danced around that. So the players, at least, are on notice. Yeah. And so we'll see. And somebody we'll see. said on on Twitter, or it got it got spread around on Twitter that Russ loves Coach Brooks. And not somebody said it. Russ said it, like you said earlier, right? Mm-hmm. He said, "I hope he's back. They get along great." Or, or whatever. So are you telling me that there's no other coach out there who gets along great with Russ Westbrook? The, that's that's your standard? Yeah, 
he's not so great of a coach, but he gets along with Russ and they mesh well. So that's who should be our coach. Uh, let's take that out of the equation. And I, I don't really care if the coach and the star player get along as long as you get results. Yeah. You want to see the production yeah. there. That's fair. That's going to end it for our production here on Ref the District. So this has been episode 19. If you were one of our fans, our subscription people here on our YouTube page, we do. Subscription people. Subscribers? Subscribers. That's a word. That is a a, a word. We do speak for our living, and that's that's a fun fact there. Uh, No, so if you're one of our subscribers, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. If you're not, go ahead and click that bell. Subscribe to our channel. Again, if we get to 100, we'll have a fan episode dedicated to how we became fans and we would love to include some of our fans some of those subscribers you can always follow us also on your favorite podcast service so if you are an apple person go ahead and give us a comment out there that helps other people find our show and the bigger we get the more things we can do i've been looking at those t-shirts those hashtag just a fan t-shirts uh so we might have something in the works for that maybe a giveaway to help us get to 100 we'll see what comes up for that but for now this has been ref the district i'm nathan he's the stoner